0: Coming up on Courageous Power Sports, Messi shows up in Miami on the cusp of the Women's World Cup. Find out who some of the newbies are. Plus, a major fight is finally made official. Find out who. All this and more coming on CP Sports. Keep it locked. Hello folks, and welcome to the new and improved Courageous Power Sports, otherwise known as CP Sports. I'm your host, Chris, alongside my co-host, Pat.
1: What up? Welcome, welcome to the new and improved.
0: <laughs> Once again, sorry for the wait. For those who have stuck with us through this little spat, we appreciate it. And welcome all news listeners. Thanks for choosing to kick it with us today. Now, speaking of kick it, Messi has arrived in Miami. Messi. Party in the city where the heat is on, <laughs> on the beach to the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami. Renitos on Miami. <laughs> 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 According to, <laughs> to Sportico, uh, Messi has inked a two and a half year deal with Inter Miami that is worth, quote, up to 2 150 million total from his salary signing bonus and equity in the team
1: that's crazy man Messi is a legend a soccer legend and to be able to transition from international to the US the US sports it's it's crazy yeah
0: yeah it's it's definitely nice you could see the resurgence in Miami the people going crazy for Messi all over the place, uh, kind of like they did for Wim Benyama over here, with their murals and you know welcoming Messi home, well to his new home that is. And uh, Messi showed up Wednesday. You know he'll be making his debut Friday, July 21st, at DRV PNK Park in Fort Lauderdale against Cruz Azul of Mexico. Uh, representing Liga MX and in the League Cup, the League's Cups. Sorry, the League's Cups is a competition that pits MLS against Liga MX to crown the best team of the two North American leagues. MLS and Liga MX will pause league play to allow their teams to participate in the Cup
1: again. I I really want to start watching this these leagues. You know, I didn't really even know we had a U.S. league, and I do apologize about that. I'm definitely gonna go ahead. I know.
0: You terrible knucklehead. I know,
1: but I don't want to. I don't want to be a bandwagon. But (laughs) I've always been a fan of Messi. Always been a fan of Barcelona. I have I have several jerseys. Watched several games with Messi. That's my team when I play FIFA. So,
0: I haven't played FIFA in years. Yeah,
1: I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Messi do his thing, his debut. You know, not not just Messi, but to see what the the team does as a collective with that new addition having Lionel Messi. Yeah, he's
0: definitely bringing a lot of eyes to the league now. And uh, with this uh, League's Cup, I'm I'm happy to see where it goes. Uh, Mexico, they have some pretty good teams as well as the U.S. that Obviously, we have some pretty good teams as well, yes. and uh, it's, it seems like an equal uh, matchup, and I'm excited to see where it goes, but another major game this Friday. Uh, the U.S. women's national team have their World Cup opener against Vietnam. Uh, there's actually 14 out of the 23 women that will compete for the first time in this World Cup game. That's uh, more new talent than they've had in the last two World Cups. There are a few new names I'd like to mention, one being the daughter of NWO legend and NBA great Dennis Rodman. Wow. Now, Dennis didn't really actually have much to do with her upbringing, and uh, Trinity Rodman actually... uh, Gives her competitive drive. Says uh, that it comes from her mother. Dennis, obviously, you know, he's had a lot of issues. I don't know if you've seen they had that. Uh, they brought back that cel- celebrity surreal life thing, and you can tell that he's he's trying to work, twer- work, some things to, out yeah, work some things out. And there's a lot of things, you know, going on in that man's head, and and uh, I I just hope he he finally gets to that point and he can really. Because he's, he's talked about his daughters on there before and how he wasn't around. And, you know, he feels like crap because of that. So hopefully he turns a new leaf. Uh, Trinity Rodman, she's a 21-year-old. She played uh, two and a half seasons with the National Women's Soccer League after being the youngest player drafted in the league back in 2021 and received Rookie of the Year honors. Rodman proves she's a passing threat ranking 4th per 90 minutes and expected assists with a great ability to set her teammates up. Now on to the youngest draft pick in NWSL history, Alyssa Thompson. Thompson is the first high schooler to be drafted number one overall at the age of 18. Coming out of Harvard Westlake. In L.A., she was drafted by her home team, Angel City FC, back in January. Thompson also ran track in high school where she clocked the second fastest 100-meter time in California. Oh, wow. Yeah, so these girls are, are from on paper are a great addition, and I'd love to see what they can do on the field. There's no telling who's going to get play time, of course. Uh, Another youngin coming in at 22, Sophia Smith played two seasons at Stanford before leaving to go pro. Displaying her aggressiveness on field, Smith ranks third in successful take-ons per 90 minutes for the 2022 and 23 seasons. Also coming in at third in the National Women's Soccer League Cup, Uh, challenge cup tournaments with 3.07 strong take-ons per 90 minutes it's a lot of young talent in this one and uh, another one that i i wanted to mention last but not least uh, lynn williams who unlike her counterparts had to claw her way to the u.s women's national team most of her teammates have been touted as potential stars at a young age while Williams fought her way to the spotlight. Although she set her high school record and scored goals, US youth national teams hadn't taken notice and Williams went to the only college to offer a scholarship. Becoming a standout at Pepperdine University, Williams thrived, earning the eventual call to the the U23 national team as a junior. Carving her path to the World Cup, Williams had her first pro debut back in 2016 and was passed up for the 2019 Women's World Cup. She ranks the highest among all U.S. women national team forwards with 14.01 defensive interventions per 90 minutes in, nation- in international play. There hasn't been a word if she'll start uh, after would-be starter Mallory Swanson's late injury, but she poses a viable option as no women in the actual women's national team forward achieves defensive interventions as often as she does. Now, I wish I could get to them all. As I've told y'all, there's, there's uh, what was it, 13 or 14. Yeah, 14 out of the 23 women are new to the World Cup. So I'm excited to see what they can do. I'd like to mention them all, but it would take too long. And uh, if you'd like to know more, I'd recommend uh, Caitlin Murray's article on ESPN.com entitled Meet All 23 USMNT Players Going to the Women's World Cup. Which gives uh, a summary introducing every women, or every woman on the team. Excuse me. Now, as the women's national team gears up to attempt a threepeat, the U.S. men's national team has been knocked out of the Gold Cup, falling to Panama after a grueling penalty shootout, four to five. The Gold Cup finally saw the new winner in Mexico yesterday beating Panama one to zero as the US men's national team has been holding the cup hostage for the last four tournaments.
1: Last four tournaments?
0: Yes, the last four tournaments the men have won. The well the US men's national team, excuse me, have won the Gold Cup. Which is the Confederation of North, Central America and Caribbean um association football gold cup. So they 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 all have their own cups. A lot of them do there's a lot of different leagues. There's a lot of different soccer leagues. Once, once you get into it, yeah, no, you'll, you'll I see. know
1: it's it's like a it's it's a wormhole. Like, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> like uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of teams I I really like didn't even know about like, diff- all these different leagues. I had found out. And I have a friend of mine who's really into soccer, who got yeah. me into watching soccer. Uh, so yeah, he would show me all these different types of teams and stuff like that. But I only thought it was just like you know the. We, I know we had our, our own U.S. team, but yeah. You know, and then every everywhere else, international. I, was like internationally. <laughs> I didn't, didn't even know that there was like a whole other side to this soccer.
0: Yeah, speaking of a whole another side to this, on the topic <laughs> of uh, the men's national team and a uh, big acquisition of Messi, AC Milan man- landed major U.S. men's national team star Christian Pulisic from Chelsea of uh, England Premier League. Pulisic has gone on the record to say quote i'm very happy to be here i'm excited i'm excited to start with this heroic club end quote also stating quote it's legendary and i'm really excited to come here and try to win some titles here end quote this is also a legendary get for ac milan Uh, Speaking of players signing to new teams, though, after uh, visiting the Tennessee Titans this offseason, a player who we've been following for a while now, DeAndre Hopkins, will finalize a deal with Tennessee in the coming week. Hopkins agreed to a $26 million deal worth up to $32 million with incentives. He can earn three mil in incentives uh, each season, with one mil in uh, bonuses based on his production. So, according to the NFL media, Hopkins will receive two hundred and fifty thousand for reaching uh, sixty-five receptions, five hundred thousand for seventy-five. 75,000 for 85 and a mil if he reaches 95. <laughs> 250,000 for 75 receiving yards and 500,000 for 8 8- 850. Then uh 750,000 for 950 and 1 mil if he can get 1000 50 yards.
1: I got to ask you a question about that. How do you feel yeah. about that? You're an ex, you know. Well, Texan? I,
0: I don't really feel some type of way at all. I mean, it sucks to see him go to a rival team. That's yeah. the only thing. Oh, yeah. I hate to see him go to a rival <laughs> team, you know, when he left, he went to he went to uh, Arizona and it wasn't like they were in the division or anything, so it wasn't that big of a deal, and I didn't really see him. Yeah, he's he's a great, great receiver, but I didn't really see him ever going to flourish there in, in uh, Arizona. With you know, they still have questions about their their quarterback production, things like that. Yeah, and and then they're still having problems with their uh, running back area too, where they haven't been able to really get it going like they did before in past season. So, I mean, his move to Tennessee, I, I feel like is a, is a pretty decent move. It's, it's smart in the sense that Tennessee is a contender. Tennessee is, I feel like, is going to remain a contender. I don't know how Ryan Tannehill is going to connect with him. I don't know how that's going to go, if they're eventually going to end up going to the, the rookie or not. We'll, it still remains to be seen. Yes, sir. Um, Tannehill is is a decent quarterback, so I could see him connecting with Hopkins. I just don't see it really flourishing too much. We'll see what happens. You know, with Derrick Henry at the running back position, he can open up a lot of plays downfield, and Hopkins can get all those, you know, great one-handed catches that he's known for, or all yeah. these magical catches we don't even know how he caught. So. <laughs> Um, but moving forward for four touchdowns, he'll get uh, $250,000, 500000 for six, 750000 for eight, and 1000000 for pulling in 10 touchdowns. So I think it, it is possible that he could reach some of these numbers. I don't know about the receiving yards so much, but pulling in touchdowns. Um, having so many receptions maybe if he does have that many receptions then he he could get close to that million in, uh, in receiving yards but he hasn't had that kind of production in a while especially being out from being hurt and then having that whole deal where she, I think it was uh, PEDs yeah yeah, he had oh, yeah. that PED stuff going on and got uh, suspended for a couple games, and then came back, and he he just he just has, hasn't seen the same. But like I said, he hasn't really had a quarterback like that that could connect with him like.
1: Yeah.
0: So we can see we'll see what Tannehill does with him. I I feel like they're gonna they're gonna have a great season. They have the the pieces. It's it's definitely gonna be. Uh, Titans, on, I feel like on top of the division, and I hate to say that, of course, because I'm a Texans fan, but I'm not a biased fan, so yeah, just I, I know what's what's gonna be happening. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not gonna not gonna act like my team's the best, but I see the former Houston Oilers on top, and since we're talking about the former Houston Oilers, the Texans quarterback picture has been heating up. Head coach D'Amico Ryan says it's a matter of quote, just getting the reps, uh, nothing magical about it. It's just uh, getting snaps under center and doing it. CJ has had reps under center in college and it's not foreign to him. He's done it before. He's done a good job these past few days in practice of understanding and we haven't had any issues with that. CJ is doing a great job, end quote. Now, although Stroud continues to grow and show improvement, he is still vying for the QB one spot. Receiver Robert Woods sang his praises stating, quote, I would say a good leader already coming in, vocal, speaking up in meetings, being able to sit with him at times in the quarterback meetings and hear him ask some great questions, trying to pick apart the offense and grasp it pretty early, end quote. When, uh, when he was speaking of Stroud, of course, Woods would also go on to say, quote, out of the, Out on the field, making some strong throws, good reads, good decisions. That's really a good thing to start with a rookie quarterback coming in, end quote. For now, Stroud isn't worried about the the starting role saying, quote, For me, I'm trying to get better. I'm not about being the ones, being the twos, just getting better. That's what spring is for, getting the timing down, learning my receivers, learning Tank, learning Robert Woods, learning Nico, learning how Nico runs his routes, learning how Schultz runs his routes. Just anybody I can learn from. That's what I've been, been on. It's not about the ones and twos right now. Just getting better as a whole and getting ready for training camp. End quote. As all eyes may be on the QB situation in Houston, coach D'Amico Ryans believes the wide receiver corps will, quote, surprise a lot of people, end quote. Now, Nico Collins is the only returning receiver in the pack this year, coming off a 481-yard season last year. Robert Woods signed a two-year deal out of um, Tennessee, coming in with... a. Uh, million dollar deal replacing lead receiver Brandon Cooks who was traded to the Cowboys Texans also signed former Cowboy Noah Brown to a one year deal Brown is coming off the cusp of his best outing hitting a career high of 44 catches 555 yards and three touchdowns last season Houston drafted receivers Nathan Dell, also known as Tank, as uh, Stroud called him. In the third round, and Xavier Hutchinson in the sixth, Coach Ryan said on uh, Sports Radio 610, quote, I'm not concerned with where we are with our wide receivers. I like our group. I like where we are we have a lot of talented guys that have a lot of different qualities nico collins you got the big guy probably the best hands on the team you got the veteran robert woods just being consistent day in and day out tank dale comes in uh providing his route running ability he's been opening or he's been open A lot in OTAs. So that's exciting. End quote. uh, Head coach D'Amico Ryan's sitting there praising his wide receiver corps. And I'm hoping, you know, it it proves right. He's also uh, shown excitement in seeing the 2022 second round pick wide receiver, John Mitchie, the third in training camp. Mitchie missed his entire rookie season after being diagnosed with leukemia last summer overall though the this wide receiver corpse does lack experience for example Brown is going into his fifth year with just 980 yards throughout his career
1: it's not bad though
0: it's not bad but it's not good <laughs> you know we don't really have an established uh, corpse here unless we see something happen uh within you know whether it be training camp or whatever it be but um, i'm hoping the best you know as everybody knows i'm a texans fan but i'm also a realist so uh, speaking of the cowboys the former cowboy noah brown the dallas cowboys they've been hurting at the lo- at the kicker position with the exit of brett meyer i believe is how you say it right Meijer, uh chose not to resign after putting up a franchise record of hun- 137 points, but struggled in the playoffs, missing five point after attempts. The Cowboys had their eyes on a few prospects going into the draft, but they were selected earlier than expected. The Cowboys then shifted their sights to Texas native Brandon Aubrey of the USFL, Birmingham Stallions Dallas signed Aubrey to vie for the kicker position just uh six years ago he made waves in a different kind of football if you know what I mean Aubrey was selected in the first round of 2017's MLS draft by Toronto FC out of Notre Dame or Notre Dame uh it's it wasn't until last year that he made his pro football debut after being selected by birmingham where he was named all usfl kicker aubrey made 14 of 15 field goal attempts and all 35 of his extra points in 2023 nice the kid from plano texas now has the opportunity To play for one of the biggest franchises in history right in his backyard.
1: That's dope. But I don't like the Cowboys. (laughs) Everybody just needs to know that.
0: Okay, I guess we'll move forward then. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of uh, Texas football, the San Antonio Gunslingers unfortunately fall to the Cobras in Carolina 43-66. There wasn't much on the game out there even when it came to the gunslinger site or the Facebook page. So all the info I have right now is just stats. So I'm gonna bring it to you. San Antonio's QB Arvell Nelson completed 23 of 43 passes for 287 yards and five touchdowns. Calvin France added a rushing TD with Philip Barnett pulling in two of those five touchdowns in their jarring defeat this past Saturday. San Antonio and Carolina are tied this season one for one, but meet again Saturday at the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio, Texas, in a final battle of the regular season. As we get ready for the NAL playoffs, the Gunslingers could bring something to the city of San Antonio that we haven't seen in a while. What is that? A championship.
1: Let's get it.
0: <laughs> and uh you know, I didn't catch the the game, unfortunately, because there was a lot of things going on Saturday, the culmination of, you know, the Owen Hart um foundation tournament, I guess they call it, right? But they started calling it a cup.
1: Owen Cup or Owen Hart. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, Battle of the Belts, which I forgot about. I didn't even end up watching it. I forgot to record it because I actually caught one of my first Impact pay-per-views in a long time in uh, The And then, you know, I recorded the WM, uh, NBA All-Star game as well, and then some, which we'll get to later. I ended up catching, you know, my first Impact pay-per-view in a long time so that was cool to see again but anyway as we talk San Antonio ball I want to address the incident with Britney and Victor Wenbanyama. so the footage surfaced since Spears claims and clearly show that she didn't in fact tap Wemby on the shoulder as she stated instead she was in a crowd full of regular fans trying to get to win Banyama. The security guard accused of smacking Britney, then extends his arm out while not looking when his hand accidentally makes contact with Britney's face. Wimby, uh, as we saw, had an okay debut in the summer league, but made up for it in his next outing, and uh, that would be the last we see, see of him until the regular season. He only uh, played two games, and now uh, after his second outing, hopefully we'll see him improve some more. Obviously, it seemed like the first game was just jitters is what I figured I'd chalk it up to. Yeah. You know, I, I saw him a couple times dribble some some Gatorade on his chin when he was trying to sip it, so I, it looked like the kid was nervous. So I'm going to give it up to that, and he obviously showed out the next game and shut everybody up so I'm ready for the, the NBA season That's going to be awesome now speaking of Britney's and basketball we saw Brittany Griner make her return to the WNBA all star game Griner jammed two in her return and one was early in the first she would top off the game with 18 points and 13 rebounds Jewel Lloyd would add to that, hitting an all-star game record of 31 points for Team Stewart, who exacted revenge on Team Wilson, who won last season. Lloyd banked all her points beyond the arc, including a four-pointer, shooting 10 for 21 in Team Stewart's 100. 43-127 to victory over Team Wilson. Now, uh, Sabrina Onosco uh, scored an unprecedented 37 points the night prior to win the three-point contest. Now, speaking of All-Star Games, the last time we talked, we were just about to hit MLB All-Star Week, and as we ended up seeing the National League snap a nine-game losing streak against the American League following uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s uh, home run derby victory, which I shortly caught. I was kind of upset with myself. I forgot about the the home run derby after talking about it that same day and just recorded the very end. It was uh, terrible. Now, um, after losing eight of their last... 11 games and not winning the series in their last 17 games the Rangers Finally win a series sweeping the Cleveland Guardians It's nice to see them get the let out and finally get back on track now Hopefully they can capitalize on this momentum as they go on to take on Tampa Bay and In a battle of the number ones tonight at seven oh five, the Rays are number one. I forget is the is it the AL East or it's one of those. But both of them are at number one, and they go head to head tonight. Uh, Speaking of you know championships and and MLB games, defending champions. Houston Astros carried on their momentum after defeating the Rangers going on to defeat the Rockies but losing their series to the Mariners but picked it back up in their series against Shohei and the Angels winning the series 2-1 to one. they're now heading to Colorado to take on the Rockies again tomorrow at 7.40pm
1: if you think about that man you looking forward to that game?
0: Yeah, I've always enjoyed Rockies baseball. Me too. I, I, um, it was just uh, off of a hat as a kid, just the the CR hat, just because it was my initials, and then I started watching the team. So it was always uh, that was originally what got me into it, which is weird, but um, I've always loved Rockies baseball. But uh, I feel like the defending champs are gonna. Go and beat the Rockies again. I don't. I don't. Of course, unless the Rockies got something going for them that I don't know about. hit but, you with the
1: upset? Huh?
0: Yeah, but um, we'll see what happens, man. So just, I I'm not sure what what station it's on. I don't ever get all the games, unfortunately. I hate that I don't have all the channels anymore. <laughs> Now, speaking of championships and the sports fans buzzing as Tyson Fury is set to get back in the ring. Fury will be taking on new PFL signee and former UFC champ, Francis Nagano. Uh, We've been hearing rumblings for a while. Both these men have made it known. They've said it before that they'd like to take on each other. So, Nagano has inked that big deal with PFL, allowing him to venture out into boxing, and boom! It's finally here. Fury and Nagano will take place in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia on October 28th. What do you feel about that fight?
1: That's going to be a crazy fight, man. It's... It, that Oh my god, They've I'm been talking it, about it for a
0: while, so yeah. I, I knew it was coming, uh, everybody was just waiting for it. It's finally announced. We're going to see it in October, but uh, another big fight that's happening sooner rather than later, the super fight we've been hyping up, Earl Spence Jr. versus Terrence Crawford takes place in Vegas on the 29th of this month on Showtime pay-per-view. Another heavily rumored fight was also made official as Canelo Alvarez will be defending his super middleweight Undisputed Championship against Jermel Charlo on uh, September 30th, also in Vegas, on Showtime Pay-Per-View. Now, there's lots to look forward to, but I'll tell you something a major boxer may not be looking forward to, and that's a court date.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Now,
0: uh, Devin Haney is currently facing a concealed weapons charge. After being arrested in L.A., Haney uh, was arrested Thursday morning while traveling in the backseat of his car during a traffic stop, according to his father. The undisputed lightweight champ was released on a $35,000 bail and is set to appear in court on August 3rd. His father and trainer, Bill Haney, says, quote, it's a misunderstanding that will be solved when Devin goes to court, end quote. Telling the ESPN also, quote, it's unfortunate that he was arrested with his armed license security. And I'm confident things are going to be worked out, end quote. Now, what's the most unfortunate thing is this comes shortly after one of his biggest victories, when he beat Vasily Lomacheco via decision back in May, which we covered.
1: Yeah, we sure did. Uh,
0: another boxer, though, facing problems with the law, Gervonta Davis was released from jail Friday. Davis served 44 days after a judge ruled on June 1st he had violated the terms of his house arrest. Davis was sentenced to 90 days of home detention, at the house of his trainer after he pled guilty in May to four counts from a crash that injured four people, including a pregnant woman. Wow. Maryland State Attorney's Office claims Davis instead moved to a luxury hotel and then a new home without permission. Davis' Davis's then attorney, Michael Tomko, argues that The address provided by Davis was too small for the boxer and his security detail, according to the state's attorney office spokesperson in June. Davis was also sentenced to three years of probation and 200 hours of community service in May, less than two weeks after his seventh round TKO victory over Ryan Garcia. Now speaking of fighters and the PFL, it has been announced that the PFL's final two playoff dates take place in the theater at Madison Square Garden in New York. The PFL playoffs are set to kick off at the Boeing Center at Techport in San Antonio, Texas, where the top featherweight and light heavyweight fighters put their bodies on the line for the PFL World Championship and a shot at the $1 million prize. Now, unlike uh, UFC, PFL is uh, the only MMA league with a sports season format where fighters compete in regular season, playoffs, and championship each year.
1: That's crazy.
0: I love that format. it's, uh, It's different. It's different and they're now with the acquisition of Nagano or one of the biggest growing MMA companies right now and posing as a number two to to UFC now. So, you know, PFL has been out for a while and, and now they're really, really hitting it big and it's, it's nice to see. Uh, I would love to go to that one in San Antonio and check it out, but, you know. That requires money, <laughs> 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 but it will be uh, on on ESPN Plus, where they usually stream all the PFL fights.
1: So basically, they don't have an off season.
0: They have they have an off. It's like a, a season. Oh, okay. It's like it's it has like actual seasonal format. That that's cool. So. Uh, Speaking of cage fighting, the previously recorded show, The Ultimate Fighter, is currently airing. And Team Chandler is dominating with the perfect 6-0 record over Team McGregor. As most know, The Ultimate Fighter culminates with a fight between the coaches of each season. But that may not happen this season. Conor McGregor has yet to rejoin the USDA drug testing pool, which he's supposed to be in for at least six months prior to a return. Now, on top of that, McGregor is also currently facing sexual assault charges. He's being accused of sexually assaulting a woman at Game 4 of the NBA Finals. The woman says McGregor violently forced himself on her inside a vip men's restroom alleging he aggressively kissed her before attempting to force her into multiple sex acts she is also accused NBA security for aiding mcgregor in the alleged attack separating her from her friends and forcing her into the bathroom miami's special victims unit is currently investigating the report And there's no additional info that is said to be released at this time. McGregor denies the allegations. Both the NBA and UFC acknowledge that they're aware of the allegations. They'll continue to gather information and let the legal process play out before making any other statements.
1: That is wild, man. Because either it didn't happen or it did because mcgregor is a strong personality I'm pretty sure i don't want to say he did or not but i mean his character would do something like that
0: yeah with the with the persona he he gives off as just being himself i could see how it, it can affect this this whole play out of of the the allegations and stuff and yeah we'll see where where it goes from here unfortunately you know mcgregor has been one of the biggest draws in ufc history and now he's gotten himself into some deep water and it's unfortunate to see um if it's happened i've i'm sorry you know to the woman her family and anybody else that's ever dealt with anything like that but
1: yeah exactly we'll
0: see what happens in the in the whole play out
1: you know, like they say, everybody's innocent until proven, proven guilty.
0: Now, uh, I was talking about this earlier. Um, yes, or not yesterday, but Saturday. I decided to actually order Slammiversary. I hadn't seen... Like I told you, I hadn't seen Impact in a while. Well, I do watch it, but it's on that one channel that is like two weeks behind. And uh, But I found out about Slammiversary because I saw a post... I was like, oh yeah, legends let me check out the card. So I was, I was pretty excited. The unfortunate thing is I didn't catch the, the um, what is it, the pre-show? Yeah. And the Death Dolls were on there. I love the Death Dolls. And uh, I guess also Joe Hendry lost his title, his digital media title to Kenny King. Uh, that was yeah, a- I don't
1: like Joe Hendry, so I'm glad that happened. <laughs> That's your boy.
0: I love that song. No. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really care for him like that. But He's that like song just song. cracks me up. Yeah. That's just like, just look at me.
1: Oh no! Ain't I a sight to see? That, Rob Conway, the whole horrible wrestler, horror horror star, horrible gimmick, Humble song. No, no. <laughs> next.
0: But yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, I forget there was another uh, match before that, but we'll move on to the main card now. The first match was uh, Knockouts World Tag Team Champions The Coven Taylor Wilde and Kaylin King versus Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly. Now all these talents I enjoy. I love The Coven. I love what Taylor Wilde has been doing with herself recently. When she used to be, you know, the real colorful girl back in like the TNA days. Um, it's nice to see her, you know, tap into that dark side, be that kind of heelish character. And Masha is is uh, an amazing talent that I've always enjoyed uh, since first seeing her perform, which I, I can't even recall, honestly. But um, she did make uh, the, I think it was the Pro Wrestling Illustrated list for, like, one of the, the best unknown talents or something like that. I can't remember. It was a while ago. But uh, in this match, I didn't see any issues. I, I enjoyed every bit of this match. I, I, I can't complain. I love the Impact Women's Division. I've always loved the knockouts since shoot day one with Gail Kim and ODB and oh, yeah. Kong. Back in those days. Yeah, like they, They've always had a pretty decent women's division. Uh, the only ones that I wasn't too much of a fan of, people like Alicia Edwards, who's who's also on the card. We'll talk about that, but um, I mean, I, I'm not trying to put anybody down. I'm just not a fan, you know. Yep. Um, but uh, Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly would actually win this one and uh, strip the Coven of the Knockouts Tag World Tag Team Championship. Now, although I like Masha and Killer Kelly. I enjoy them as a singles competitors more, and I would have liked to see the Coven hold the the titles a little longer, maybe go back at it with the Death Dolls, which what which I feel like would have been better. But either way, this was a pretty decent match. the The crowd was into it, as as you know. The crowd's not too big at Impact as it used to be, since you know the pandemic and stuff. So yeah, it, it's it's uh. Unfortunate to see because I remember when we watched uh Slime 2019 and that was the one with that was a huge show, yeah. That had LAX versus Penta and Phoenix yep. in that crazy match, um, Brian Cage
1: versus uh Sammy Callahan,
0: yeah. That was that one, right? But yeah, it was something like that. No,
1: you know what, I think it was. Pinsa versus Sammy
0: okay I know it was it was Simonversity 2019 yeah, that's all I remember that was a really good and, pay-per-view you know the whole stage everything looked nice and now they can't really travel like that anymore so it's unfortunate but um, we saw the next match which I didn't care for going into this match uh, Scott Demore, I liked him as as the manager of uh, Team Canada back in the day and he's been kind of running things in Impact I guess you could say but uh, he's got Into a run in with Bully Ray Who's been a pain in his side And and uh, Bully Ray Ended up tagging with Diener And uh, Khan was sitting there at the side Now uh, Scott Demore, As you know Team Canada, yeah,
1: Canada. He oh, didn't Canada.
0: <laughs> He didn't have a, a Tag team partner going into this one And uh that's when the surprise entrance of EY showed up. Eric Young, who has uh, been pretty much quietly released from Depressing. WWE.
1: Depressing.
0: Unfortunate, because I was hoping for uh, uh, a Sanity reunion. There was rumors, too. I was really hoping for a Sanity reunion. I loved Sanity. Killian Dane. Nicky. Eh? Yes. Um, Eric Alexander Young, Wolf. Alexander Wolf. That was unfortunate That they got rid of him Hey he was doing good As even an Imperium member yeah. I, I loved that But unfortunately He's not doing that anymore Yeah
1: Who they replaced him
0: with They haven't replaced him Cause it was always uh, Giovanni Vinci And uh, Ludwig Kaiser With him And oh, Walter
1: Oh okay But I just, uh <laughs> okay. I was gonna say I just forget that uh, Giovanni went with uh with the stacks in them for a bit.
0: Yeah. So, this, this uh, match, I, I wasn't looking forward to it, going into it too much. It was nice to see Eric Young come back. Uh, there was some good sales by Bully Ray. I I feel like this match stood. I was going to tell
1: everybody, Chris's favorite moment of this match is oh, the Canadian no. Destroyer. He loves this Canadian Destroyers, Cold Red, is- and is- Spanish Flies. Hey. <laughs> Shoot! Sh- Shush, please. Had, had to, had to. <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> anyway, before I was really interrupted, <laughs> <laughs> this match kind of seemed like it would stand on its own a little bit. It, I was kind of into it for a moment until Scott Demore hit that ugly, <laughs> stupid <clears throat> Canadian destroyer. Oh my god,
1: he loves it.
0: But. That gave them the victory, you know, Scott Demore and Eric Young got the win. I didn't care for it too much after I saw a Canadian destroyer. Now this one I was kinda concerned of, the next one, the X division champion, Chris Saban, took on Leo Rush. I came to Collect. Yeah, he just he just he did. He came
1: to Collect. <laughs> he sure did. He connected the moth. collected all that. Yeah. Man he, of the hour did his thing.
0: He really did connect. That's mm. for sure. Um, so Chris Sabin was headed to the ring as Leo Rush did kind of like a springboard, right? Hit him with his heels yeah. on the on the head. Sabin dropped to the outside and he did a, a what was it? Was it over the top or it was through the second right? Yeah, through the ropes. yeah through the second rope suicide dive and clopped the hell out of Chris Sabin's head with his. It looked like it really rocked sabin for a while it took them to start the match over again they were all checking on chris sabin and you know he kind of looked groggy if if you know this is a work this was perfect cuz it had me concerned yeah. i was in it and it was like dang did he really hurt himself did he not and sabin sold the hell out of it the whole time unless it really happened of course and um all that happened after that is when he told the to, told the the ref to ring the bell and looked groggy. Leo Rush came in with that kick. Yep, knocked him down. Then did that sweep kick. Then did another one and then hit two. Well, first he hit a frog splash. What is it, what does he call it? I forgot. Damn, they said the name. Yeah, they
1: did final something.
0: The final hour. Final Maybe. hour, yeah. Maybe.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, he hits the frog splash, gets the two count while Saban gets like the, the little kick Mirror out. Fall, yeah. Yeah. And does another one. Boom, it's over. And Saban sat there holding his head the whole time. Crazy. Well,
1: if know, it so. was, if it, oh, if, I hope he is okay, but if it wasn't work, that's nah, legit. That's how you yeah. do business. That's how you sell. That's how you do all that.
0: Well, and if he if he really was hurt, kudos to him to still getting back in the ring, exactly. taking taking a couple bumps just to make somewhat of a match and make uh, Rush look like a really good heel on this one. And now the next match that we saw was Subculture, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster with Danny Luna versus Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan. Uh, they also took on the Impact World Tag Team Champions. In um, the A B C connection, so they they had also yeah that's what it was right uh, oh almost forgot Moose and uh, Brian Myers as well yeah Moose and Brian Myers were also in the tag this was one of those like weird super tag team Moose matches
1: and Kurt Hawkins and Kurt ha- <laughs> Edge.
0: The Edgehead, Edgehead, and Rich Homie Swan.
1: That's the homie.
0: And uh, so, this one I I didn't mind it. It was it wasn't too spotty. There was a lot of uh, little, excuse me, little stuff here and there, but it wasn't like overdone. Nothing was was like oh super chaotic, like you couldn't follow it. (coughs) Oh, you know what? Aw. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I I didn't mind it, but the the only problem I have with it is I feel like Ace and Bay should stay champion. I like Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Their offense is pretty slick. I I enjoy it, but I don't feel like they should be champions. But that's just my opinion. And I also forgot. That's why I paused for a second there. I forgot to bring up. Uh, the Ultimate X match, which I actually missed initially and started with the Knockouts Tag Team Championship because uh, the power outage. I had a little power outage for an hour and after, right after ordering this pay-per-view, in fact, and missed the Ultimate X match. But we'll get to that. I'm going to run down the rest of the card and I'll get to it in the order I watched it, I guess. <laughs> so, um, after that uh, we saw Eddie Edwards with Alicia Edwards go against Frankie Kazarian with the original knockout Tracy Brooks by his side, who's also Frankie Kazarian's wife, and Alicia Edwards, obviously, awesome. Eddie's wife. Uh, this one I, I enjoyed. I always like Eddie Edwards' work. I've always loved Frankie Kazarian's work. We were just
1: work. talking about that. That man is
0: yeah, he's still killing it. Yeah, he's still looking good out there scu later scu yep so <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway i've always enjoyed eddie Edwards, especially with his time as as the american wolves with uh davy richards uh all that roh stuff i used to love but um one of the the spots that really stood out to me in this match was when frankie kazarian uh, confronts Alicia Edwards, who is getting in Tracy Brooks' face. Now, Frankie is sitting there, not paying no attention to the ring. Eyes don't divert from from uh, Tracy or Alicia, and he he really plays to the to the part that he's angry. And Eddie Edwards just comes flying in with a beautiful. Uh, I think it was a topé. I can't remember if it was through the ropes or over, but I believe over so i would say it was a tope and don't quote me on that i'll have to watch it back but um not once did frankie turn his head not once did he acknowledge that he's waiting for a spot or show that he was waiting for a spot he perfectly masked it yeah like it should be and a lot of places don't do that obviously but uh i was happy to see this one i love the two talents Yeah, we just ended up uh, beating Frankie Kazarian after a couple of uh, what's it called? Interferences. Yeah, interferences or distractions, rather. And uh, we saw next was the knockouts world champion, Diana Perrazzo, the virtuosa, take on Trinity Fatu, the former Naomi. Feel the glow. Now,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Bailey actually tweeted that after the match. She, well, she tweeted that. Bring it to the flow. Hey. <laughs> so obviously, people were out there in WWE land watching these Impact pay-per-views, and Bailey makes it obvious. I mean, she was there for exactly. Monet's stuff. You know, like she, she try to be all. She's incognito. she's a good. She's she's just being a good friend. You know, she's exactly. supporting her her friends which is nice um in this one oh man i this was probably one of my favorite matches of the night i loved this match um i would have to say the men's title match was above this one but this one stands alone on its own as well i've always enjoyed diana perrazzo in nxt i was upset that she never got you know her her time in the main roster trinity someone who's already been on the main
1: roster former women's champion made a lot
0: of money in merchandise and you know i've always wanted to see these two uh go at it at the top of their level and that's what it seemed like in this match um i can't remember if they took on each other in nxt or any of those other ones but Right now is when they were they're at their top. Yeah, they're at the
1: peak right now. Yeah,
0: and and they prime. Like I said, the women's knockout division is is phenomenal in Impact. And uh, this one, we would actually see another title change hands, and Trinity would beat Diana Perazzo. Woo! It was a uh, it was a great match. It was that was like uh, I want to say there was a spot that w- that looked ugly that they messed up at that i was like oh man but it didn't take away from the match it was they continued to move with it i did get scared when diana piled out of on the the apron because uh-huh. that looked like she hit the, the top of her forehead but uh she went on to fight the rest of the match and it it all looked good I didn't have any real complaints Uh, I do like that Trin doesn't do that kind of butt stuff anymore butt stuff (laughs) (laughs) the rear view (laughs) well she does but it's not like overly done like in in WWE she just brings it out every now and again and it 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 shows volumes of her growth there in Impact and I'm glad to see her in Impact she she's talked about how she feels like she can grow there and she loved loves the locker room and it kind of reminds her of the smackdown locker room and so on so it's it's nice to see her flourish somewhere um her former tag team partner Monet did have that stint as IWDP champion and she's still there I'm I'm not sure I've been able to catch up because like I said I don't have Access where they air impact in new japan i just have this impact channel that airs both of them and fight network apparently but uh i love this match man i, I really enjoyed it and shout out to trini yeah good good looking that was that was a good match uh impact world champion alex shelley actually took on nick aldis the returning nick aldis who returned not that long ago? Who? Mag- oh,
1: Magnus? Magnus. It's Magnus. No, was it like
0: Brutus Magnus
1: or something I, I like that? So in the in the beginning, yeah. But man, I've always liked Nick Aldis since he was Magnus. Yeah,
0: the British invasion.
1: And I'm hoping and praying the reason he's not coming back is because he's gonna go to WWE. Yeah. So this was a great match, man. I'd i loved every minute of it
0: i've always loved alex shelley and the oh, M- motor city machine guns with chris Sabin. he finally got the title after so many years never been
1: they they, are, they champion. both deserve that dude so there that you.
0: was a great moment in impact history and i was i was actually scared at the moment that his moment was going to be coming to an end and like nicole just said he'd be a transitional champion. Nick Aldis is synonymous with the world championship. Yes, sir. You know, coming off that great run he had in NWA as the NWA world heavyweight champion, holding the 10 pounds of gold. So, this one, I didn't have any complaints. Aldis could have sold a little better, but Alex she- Shelley sold the hell out of everything. Like of he course. always does. Looked good. Aldis had him you know a couple times where it looked like he was gonna get the three and shelly even sold it to where he barely got his shoulder up and i love those ones those those little details not where you're just (laughs) burst of energy right away
1: yeah you're like on the edge of your seat like you're you're sitting there he's beat defeated you know there's nothing left and he gives you what you want
0: yeah so alex shelly ended up Retaining, which I didn't expect. Awesome. And I was kind of, I was happy about, but I was also kind of upset about it. Cause I was like, but it's Nick Aldis. He should be champion. But that's just my opinion. Now, after this, just last night, as I was typing this up, cause I didn't get no sleep last night. I've been typing all night. Um, I was looking at other articles and, unfortunately, uh, Nick Aldis, had a really short stint back in impact he is left again um um according to that article i was reading he's he just had a short contract nothing big and he's you know he's expressed interest in wwe before and wwe has expressed interest in him and he also had the chance to go there but opted to sign with the impact for that short stint now, this could mean that he was just there to do the job and give people the rub. So, with him stating about whenever he signed with Impact that it just wasn't the right time and that's all he was going to say, might be a, just a cover. And he just went in to be like, hey, I'm going to do this job for them real quick. And with the the relationship that mickey has with the wwe oh, yeah with with her being in the royal rumble as impact knockouts champion you know all the connections he has i'm sure vince or triple h or whoever is interested in him we're like okay go ahead and you know get that done real quick you know, or that's that was another uh, thing that popped to mind with Eric Young. But, you know, that's just me being a fan, hoping that yeah. he's coming back to WWE like that. He, they just let him work that match since Impact let Mickey work the Rumble and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. I'm know? thinking
1: the same thing, too. Maybe it's not permanent.
0: But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm just, you know, fantasy booking in my head. Uh, I'll just... Hopefully he does go to WWE. I don't see him returning to NWA. I don't want to see him in AEW. Uh, I don't. I don't, don't want to see anybody. There's, in there's too many people in AEW, and they all do the same thing. But Nick Aldis would definitely stand out in that crowd because he's not like the AEW. Like the normal AEW prototype, I guess you could say. Yeah. Now speaking of which, I guess we'll bring up uh, the Owen Hart Cup. So the the finals was with Ruby Soho on Collision this Saturday against Willow Nightingale, Ooh. which was which was really great. I've I had they had like the Trinity and Diana Perazzo match had like one little little hiccup and it wasn't nothing that was too bad it was just that ruby was obviously trying to stay there for the pounce yeah because she had um that spray can in her hand so she wanted the visual of the spray can to go up in the air while she hit the pounce but she was there before willow was there and it didn't look too great but other than that this was a great match i'm high on willow I've always enjoyed Ruby. I just never thought she was as good as some of the people that she's there, or that were there in the Riot Squad with her. Um, this was a good match. Ruby sold her ass off like she always does. Willow sold too very well, especially like like I said, where Alex Shelley had that little kick out. She had one of those at one point. It looked awesome. like it looked like the weakest kick out you'll know, and. You know, shoot. They they both seemed groggy throughout the match, so their injuries, and Willow would finally get her flowers as she got in her uh, own Heart Women's Cup. So at the end, at the end of the match, though, I, I should have showed you this. I forgot, and it just came to mind. Tony Khan sits up there with his cowboy getup and his cowboy hat for stampede wrestling and he looked hilarious willow kind of like ignored him i guess you could say in a, in a sense like he was just there to lift her hand he didn't talk and he said something i can't remember i'm so proud
1: of you willow yeah willow yeah willow <laughs>
0: but uh <laughs> willow ended up uh Hoisting that cup over her head, oh, so she and honestly, that. I felt emotional at that moment. I really enjoyed that moment for the for this match and for this for this show. Uh, Willow looked awesome holding that thing over her head. but uh, remember we were talking about the titles. They decided to just like throw them there beside the trophies all of a sudden, and uh, Willow just ignored the tro- the title and took the trophy to the
1: back. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously they didn't mean nothing until the, at the end of the freaking show. <laughs> right after the end of the tournament.
0: But, uh, what's it called? Then we saw uh, Punk take on Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. Kojima! So, Starks, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of Starks. It's just certain people he works with, it's not, I don't care for it, like, I don't feel like it's it's believable enough, like, he beat Will Hobbs to get to this match. And you know how he beat him? A spear. Why didn't he just do the Rosham That's a cool move. Yeah, but that too. But when you think about it, you're going to want me to believe that this small dude, he's like really small compared to Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh-huh. Clearly. Yeah. Can spear through Will Hobbs. And Will Hobbs sold the hell out of it. But anyway... Um, it just It doesn't look right And then you're you are gonna expect me to believe Someone like Will Hobbs Being Someone after being hit with a chair Like a dozen times later You know Like how they have those They have all these spots where they hit each other With so many weapons And don't really sell it But you want me to believe A spear from Ricky, Ricky Starks Willow, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that. that that's just my outlook on it. I don't know, but I enjoy Ricky Stars, nonetheless. Uh, when he's with the right talent, and this was one of them, absolute. <laughs> and this was one of them as he took on Punk. Punk was pretty much booed when his, his music hit, but you know, there were still those Punk faithful that are screaming for him and stuff. Everybody was going for Ricky Starts, but uh, in the end, Ricky Stars actually cheated to win he held the ropes to gain leverage in a pin in a roll-up pin against uh punk and you know punk sold the shockness it was great man like punk sold everything like if it was legitimate and like if he got screwed and then uh ricky starks would actually go on to the ramp and instead of tony khan being there there was jushin thunder liger to present the owen hart cup instead of you know embracing liger starts went ahead and just snatched that thing up out of his hand and went walking out so is this a time where we see a hill Starks? i've always enjoyed hill starts so i'm i'm for it if this is this is the time but at the same time aw fans are still
1: ch- chanting his name and cheering for him so i mean with just the absolute disrespect to and thunder liger though bro like
0: Oh, I know I know it's, What's wrong uh, it's, with you. But I mean, hey, if that's his his uh turning point to becoming a hill, what better way? Yeah. Everybody loves Liger, so.
1: I know, I I have a punk have a little program. He's like you just dis- you cheated and you disrespected the goat. I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm about to put you in your place.
0: <laughs> Another um Matchup that I do want to bring up was uh, the tag team championship matchup, which we haven't seen uh, a title defense in a while Uh, juice Robinson and Switchblade Jay white bullet club gold took on FTR Now this was a great match loved every single moment of it these guys kept you in it from the beginning and they had their spots where there's like a little anarchy, but it was never too much. They don't ever do it too much. FTR is so great, and Bullet Club Gold is amazing too when they're booked with the right people. Cause before this, they were doing nothing.
1: It's FTR, and, bro.
0: And it, I mean, it's both of them. We gotta admit, like Juice and or Juice Robinson and. Uh, switchblade Switchblade have been doing their thing for a while out there in japan in bullet club yeah so i mean i love to see it i always liked uh juice i didn't care for him as uh what was he cj something i I do not remember back in nxt years ago anyway he's far from that now and he he really sells you know his little craziness and what I really enjoyed though at, at the end of this match uh, FTR and and Bullet Club Gold you know they had a brawl on the outside FTR jacks them up they both look out of it they were all both men or both sets of men were selling the hell out of everything it was great and um, you know FTR gets in the ring selling that they're groggy sit sit at the, the corner and the refs counting out for once is counting
1: out you know the yeah and (laughs) not waiting three minutes after the fact yeah
0: for real for once is counting bullet club gold out instead of being like oh nobody wants to see this match end like this apparently that's how rules go in AEW oh speaking of rules I did see something uh, I might address it another time though there's uh, new rules in AEW with banned moves apparently Oh, we'll see. It's something that's been making the rounds, so we'll see if it's true, and I'll bring it back up later.
1: No elbow drops, broken arms, and uh, blue balls. There,
0: there was uh, <laughs> no neck bumps and all this other stuff. So it's we'll see. It's like legitimate stuff that that they should take care of. So I'm for it. We'll see if it's true. We'll bring it up another time so we can uh, dig deeper into it because I don't have that written up. It, uh, there's a lot of different rules now. But um, moving forward, they were they were just like knocked out at the at the outside, and as they're getting closer to the ten count, boom, they start going one arm after another, crawling, crawling, crawling. They start getting up on their apron, nine, three, ten, ten, and they. Slightly roll in. Oh, that's nice. Instead of having like a... Boom! I'm up and I'm in the ring now. Yeah, exactly. Burst of momentum that you get in like a video game or something.
1: Yeah. Like
0: uh, they sold the hell out of the whole thing. They were crawling the whole time trying to get to the ring. And then as they got in the ring, they rolled in like the most pathetic, slow roll in the ring you'll ever see. That makes it really look yep. like they're messed
1: up. You don't see those too much because usually, like you're saying, it's like some like crazy uh, one-tenth of a second. Get up and slide in the ring and they are going out. Like, no. Nah. Yeah, I, I, I like the, the build-up. Yeah, it
0: was it was great. And, you know, FTR took Bullet Club Gold to their limits. Ending, uh, uh, they ended up winning and retaining the titles which was a nice little touch cause uh, after the match they ended up trying to shake Juice and uh, Switchblade's hands and I thought it was gonna happen honestly the fans were chatting you know shake their hands and they just spit on the floor and looked at them so then FTR got out of the ring which I love how heelish they're being they they seem like uh, viable heels and uh, I'm enjoying that they brought this to uh collision because the last collision or well the second to last collision because the last one was some joe and punk yeah which was good too but the one before that with all of the multi-man matches was which is your favorite type of match uh, i hate you <laughs> and i guess i will bring up that blood and guts is this wednesday i don't care for the blood and guts match especially an AEW one as, you know, they you've seen them overdo it. Yeah. Getting outside of the cage. All that stuff, like, where is
1: where is the whole... We're keeping them in the ring. Yeah, that's the whole the reason of the cage. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's,
0: like, supposed to... Oh, there's so much mo- mayhem that only the cage can confine these I don't want to see
1: if he is in the match, Eddie Kingston... Sitting on the top of the cage and his back's messed up because he's old and he can't wrestle. Nah,
0: it's just, uh, wait, is it Eddie? I know it's, uh, the BCC, which is Wheeler, Moxley, Cesaro, uh, no, Castagnoli <laughs> <laughs> Um, not, I, I not. already said Wheeler, right? Oh, and, uh, Takeshka. Yeah. Keshka's with them. And then, uh, Pac is the the, the other man that oh, came in. Oh, wow. Yeah, he returned. I do love me some Pac and I love some Casignoli, But, uh, this kind of match, I don't know. Um, I remember the last one, they ended it with, like, Castignoli and Eddie doing, like, sharpshooters at the top yeah. or some, some dumb stuff. Yeah. And then that stupid Chris Jericho bump where it just said. Pff, Cause you knew that was an airbag. The, the back there. first one, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I don't enjoy these blood and guts matches. I prefer something. I prefer know. the stadium stampede matches. I like those
1: matches a lot.
0: Oh god, I hate I, those matches. I, I'm joking. I do want to check out that that uh, battle royale stuff on uh, AEW Fight that. That Forever. Looks crazy. Yeah, because you actually—it's not like uh, you wrestle. It's just like crazy stuff going yeah. on, like a battle royale game pretty much but with wrestlers in stadium stampede um we played it the other day i it's it's okay it's 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 not like um i feel like they hyped it up too much in my opinion that's how i feel it seemed a little clunky for my taste it wasn't smooth yeah I don't know. the. I, I think it's the animations. The animations just seem, seem odd to
1: me sometimes. They definitely need to go ahead and patch some things, but we also wanted to bring up something that happened on SmackDown this past Friday.
0: Oh, yeah. So Bobby Lashley invited the Street Profits into his limo. So we've heard rumblings for a while about the Hurt Business making a comeback. But we haven't seen, you know, Cedric Alexander or or And They've had matches, but they haven't been the Hurt Business again. They teased it before. But now Bobby's kicking it with the Street Profits. So let's see what happens. Is it going to be a Hurt Business 2.0? What's going to happen? I'm I'm excited to see it. And, you know, they're still doing the whole thing with Roman and... um, And uh, the Bloodline storyline, especially with Grayson Waller putting his input, talking crap to The Rock on uh, Instagram, and The Rock replying, things like that, you know, I forget, oh yes, what he did was post a video on Instagram making fun of The Rock's old attire, you know, the little streamers, the one that he did at at Survivor Series. Rocky Mayavia. Was it Survivor Series or SummerSlam? Survivor Series was his Yeah, debut. it was Survivor Series. So they did that. He made that video and uh, The Rock said something about him being being dumb. or so. I, I can't remember. I, I read the whole thing. It was great. It was hilarious. And uh, Grayson Waller was like, oh, you're worried about me when your family's going through a crisis right now and all this other stuff. So... <laughs> so uh, <laughs> That was a good little thing that he threw out there. I enjoyed me some Grayson Waller. And obviously, he's kind of getting the rub from the older athletes, it looks like, especially with that match he had with Edge. Yeah. And Edge
1: acknowledged him. Yeah, he put him over. Yeah, he put him over. And then he put him down after that. That's how you do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was was a good one. Um, SmackDown is still continuing to, I feel like, be... The A-show. Yeah, as the number it's one show. Been.
1: It's not Raw, bro.
0: Raw, I still enjoy. but Me too. SmackDown. I think it's it's the, the fact that it's an hour shorter, I feel like. Uh, raw, I honestly didn't really catch too much of Raw this week since we were, you know, not doing our thing. I kind of like slacked and I watched Raw and all those like just this weekend. All those wrestling things yeah, this but, weekend. But
1: we're just talking about the difference between Raw and SmackDown. And it's like, I, I enjoy watching Raw, but I look forward to fucking... I look forward to SmackDown. <laughs> so, uh, another thing, too.
0: The Judgment Day has been showing up at NXT, which I'm enjoying. Uh, Judgment Day giving NXT the little rub. And uh, Dominic Mysterio, Dirty Dom x Dom is going to go up against uh, my man, uh, Wesley, for the North American what? Championship. Yeah. Hey,
1: speaking speaking of... Desmond Xavier. x Dom. Oh. No, I thought you were going to talk about
0: the, the reunion of the Rascals. That's happening? Well, because uh, Wentz went back and uh, had a match with uh, Trey Miguel in a Impact match or no was it Impact or was it an indie show it might have been an indie show but I saw it floating on social media mm.
1: but uh, that's, that's cool but what I was going to say speaking of x calm down. I went out to eat with you know my girl uh, this past weekend and I swear man this dude walked in with a mullet he he was tall and slender like Dom, and i was just cracking up the whole time <laughs> he even had a flannel on like a like he had a flannel on everything it was freaking hilarious yeah so
0: that one uh, i'm actually looking forward to that match i think it's this coming at nxt that they'll have that match and uh what is survivor series you remember it's Summerslam before Survivor Series, right? Yeah, Summerslam is is in Detroit this year, right? Yes, yeah. Motor City. Motor City. Motor City.
1: So hopefully uh, they just re- wrote off uh, Chris, off, you know, off Impact, and to go to WWE Summerslam Motor oh, City. Oh man, nah, that'd be He's cool. He's gonna
0: replace. Uh, Moxley is Dean Ambrose 2.0 He should <laughs> He
1: looks like him He should He's going do that That walk bro Oh man Well he didn't do that In WWE That weird walk Yeah I don't know I, I just I gotta John Moxley is a, a Basket case Cause this dude Legit was <laughs> like I'm tired of all the Hokey stuff And then you go to AEW and do A bunch of Hokey stuff Some
0: of the Hokey stuff in the world <laughs> But whatever You you're on the same card of a, of a dude that puts his hands in his pockets and softly kicks people. Yeah. So, I guess that's not hokey. Apparently, according to John Moxley. But anyway, um, what else do we have? We had something else. Oh, yeah, so Gex is getting a, yeah. a reboot, which is nice. I enjoyed Gex as a kid. Uh, I played the first one on PSX. Uh, I think I played the second one on 64 and the third one. I wanted the third one on 64 because of the the Stone Cold cover where he looks like he's throwing the bird. And yeah, I didn't
1: get that luxury because I was a, I still am a PS4 baby, bro. To the day I'm I'm not here. A no PS4
0: more. baby. Yeah, PS5,
1: <laughs> PS1, all of them. I had them all. You know what I mean. We had them all.
0: Well, I I I had well my parents had gotten I I think it was like for my brother's birthday they got him the PlayStation 1 and then shortly after we moved here they got us the PS2 with Vice City oh okay so we played out the hell out of Vice City and left it on because we didn't have a memory card at the time been there too like everybody else same game everybody else did the same thing but anyway um, yeah we had that and uh, I had gotten, actually, my 64, like, after the PS1 for Christmas one year, I remember, where I had Glover, among others. And uh, there's dogs really barking out there. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so I had the luxury of having being able to play multiple different systems, and then shortly after... I got the PS2. Well, shortly after the PS2, I actually bought a PSP. I saved my money for my birthday, and you know, from doing the yard, things like that, and I bought me a PSP. So proud of it. Everybody loved the PSP. PSP was even the person who stole the PSP out of my locker. And who was that? Oh, I know exactly who that is. I'm not gonna say anything. It wasn't me. I mean, we. No, no, no. He graduated no, no. school like
1: ten years before I did.
0: But I hope <laughs> his life turns to crap. That's, that's what I'm gonna say right now. <laughs> Stealing my stuff, man! I saved forever on that game, and and then I, the game I had in it wasn't even mine. Oh, that always. I had rented it from Blockbuster. It was NBA Street. After I had played uh, Chinatown Stories, or. I don't, I don't remember if it was Grand The Auto Chinatown stories or if it was Liberty City stories. It was one of the two. But, yeah, someone stole it right out of my locker room. Seventh or eighth grade? One of those. Yeah. I In had,
1: athletics. Happened to me, too. I had a friend. One of my friends let me borrow his, uh... He was playing Pokemon on his DS, and they stole it out of my backpack.
0: Well, and it pissed me off, because I actually, like, fought for that thing, because... I did whatever I could to save money for that. We didn't have money like that. Yeah. When when we first moved here, we didn't even have running water. I would go up, go to the restroom in the in the woods and cover it up in a hole. So it's not like it, I got it because I was spoiled or something. You know. What I'm yeah. Saying? Like, like
1: most kids. Yeah.
0: I just got it because I saved up for it and I was ready for it. And, you know, someone wants to ruin it, so I hope they're days get ruined for the rest of their life <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> and the next day and the next day
1: <laughs> and the next day
0: i would end up uh actually getting me a uh, xbox one because i remember my cousin had an x or an xbox one xbox original oh sorry yeah the og xbox i ended up getting me one saving up money again for that one i know my dad had covered like the taxes or something to hook me up um I had bought that one because I played Yakuza Reckless something. It was like this ra- this racing Yakuza game. Okay. And it was it was pretty dope. I enjoyed it. So then I wanted to get one. And I think I also played Crush Hour for the first time on there. WWE Crush Hour.
1: I always wanted to play that but never did. It's all right, I guess. <laughs> it's I mean, no, I wouldn't play it's it no now. It's Twisted
0: Metal, that's for oh, sure. Of course. But uh, yeah, so that that's what brought me into the Xbox, and then I I ended up buying one uh, shortly thereafter, and I would save up my money all the time to you know get games. I didn't have too much. I remember pre-ordering uh, WrestleMania 21 years ago at uh, that clunky ass game, but the visuals were <laughs> beautiful.
1: They were that, but the, oh god, Okay, it so still stands up now. Yeah, so it this the 2020 or Although all those Raw games and WrestleMania 21, oh, I loved Raw. Yeah. Raw two
0: was the best one because you could do all kinds of stuff in the season mode. Even steal from from other other uh, yeah, wrestlers. Those games
1: are cool, but it's like AEW took that concept and put that in that game, but didn't give it good visuals. But it's clunky, all right. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, well, Raw 2, I feel like had better game, way better gameplay than WrestleMania 21. So. I also
1: liked where you used to walk into the the arena with like a hat or something, and then you get it punched off of you, and you get to smack them with it afterwards. Yeah. That was cool.
0: And then uh, that where you can set up traps for people, so if they're walking, they could get hit by a box as they're walking yeah, in the back. Yeah, crazy. I, I once got the anvil that fell on somebody's head. It was on Brock Lesnar, and I was Stone Cold. So good.
1: That's what that you was get. Good stuff. Should've been other way around. Brock should've been the one dropping the angle on him for <laughs> not, not doing the job, taking us. Oh, damn! I was just
0: watching that the other day. Well, last night. Well, I didn't mean to watch it. It just came on while I was typing up stuff. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed a lot of a lot of those systems. I didn't get a. I actually never had a, a 360 until my wife got me one, which I was mad about initially. <laughs> So uh, my, I had bought my PS3 from like eBay or something like that later down the road. That was that wasn't until like 2011, maybe. And I had you know SmackDown vs Raw 2011 among other games that I had ordered with it. And I would play it and stuff. And then as I went to the military, I kept on telling my wife. Better give me that new PS4. Better give me that new PS4. If it ain't a PS4 for Christmas, I don't want it. Nope, I don't want that.
1: Nope. What you get? <clears throat> what you get? An Xbox 360 Slim. Oh uh, no! Nah. I would have been like, I was
0: pissed. <laughs> She's like, "Well, this was cheaper." I, I wasn't. I didn't want
1: what it. Was, was what was cheaper. I
0: wasn't having it. Screw that! So now I don't even bring it up as much as I used to to her, cause then she made it up years later. Yep, with a PS
1: Five. She so sure that did. was beautiful. But here, he's he's a he's like a little sneak. Like he already knew. Like I I Bro, just assumed okay. You, you assumed too much, cause you were right. <laughs> Cause I was like, I'm gonna buy she one right now. She was like right freaking now. out over the box, and then he would be like, "I'm gonna buy one. You better not." He already knew. He was fishing for it. I mean, I'm only saying that because I would have done the same thing. I bought my own PS5, but I would have done the same thing. Hey, so what you oh, getting me for Christmas? Man. I'm gonna buy a PS5. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Since you ain't gonna get me one. I remember too, cause I was like, uh, it was.
0: I was on uh, leave from from. Uh, advanced training, so I was in AIT at the time, and that's when she gave me that, what the hell is this, but I still played it, that's where I, I first started playing uh, Arkham Knight and all those other games, I used to love this game called, um, uh, what was it called, it was a Kinect game, it was a horror connect game, and it was pretty legit, I remember that, I had never heard about it, and I had, like, uh, came across it. And you got to, like, you know, do the movements, use your arms to attack. It was a zombie kind of, like, horror game. It was pretty legit. uh, Something Nightmares. Little Nightmares? I don't know. It's by Sega. It was a pretty legit Kinect game. I enjoyed that one. And it had the Kinect because it was actually my sister-in-laws that my wife bought off Oh. Of sister-in-law so it, it already had the connect and I had that I was like oh that Rise of Fears is what oh. it's called Okay. Rise of Fears yes that was a good one I enjoyed it never got around to beating it cause my kid would like to get into all my stuff while I was at work when I was in uh Fort Hood, whatever I forget what it's called now, since you know Fort Hood get, got a bad rap, even though it's had a bad rap. But um, I would get home sometimes, and CJ was just sitting there snapping my discs. No. Nah. Pop. Pop. No. Yeah. One day I I got home and there was over like I want to say at least 13 discs just snapped in half. No.
1: Out. That's horrible. Sounds like my little brother back in the day, bro. I had so many Mm. games. Grand Theft Auto bought that game so many times. San Andreas, to be exact, before I even beat it. And then when I found out I could, you know, purchase it without buying a disc.
0: I don't know why I like that one so much. It's because I've already beat it. I remember beating it when I first got it for PS2. It's the best. And then I beat it again because I didn't have, I forgot what happened to the copy that I had. And I got it again and beat it again on PS2. Then I beat it on Xbox, the original Xbox. Then I beat it on PC.
1: Yeah, I beat it on PS4 not too long ago. It was pretty cool to play that game again. It just, it just sucks. Like, I mean, these new games are cool, but some of those concepts that they had in San Andreas were just so revolutionary. Yeah, you know, it definitely a opened the whole open
0: world concept. Yeah. yeah. And then it... Paved the way for Red Dead too, pretty much. Because then they figured out the the co- like the capacity of a PS3 and how you know they can use that to their advantage. Yeah. and it, it worked really well. They they continued to flourish with Rockstar games. Unfortunately, we still haven't seen another installment. We saw the the crappy remakes. Those are were, bad.
1: Horrible. Yeah. They should have been they, yeah. sh- they should have been remastered, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Let me talk to you. We don't know who's gonna <laughs> if he uh, dude, if he if he's gonna fight Austin Theory for that belt, I'm gonna look forward to that.
0: Yeah. I enjoy Austin Theory. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I Let enjoy me a- talk too. <laughs> I enjoy Austin Theory too, so that would be a great match. And uh but I would love to see L. A. Knight. Yeah. <laughs> Win the title. So, hopefully we see that, you know, everybody wants it, obviously. The fans are going crazy for L. A. Knight. I've known this since he was in Impact. And since I was working out with him in the WWE Power Series back <laughs> in the day. You know, that DVD brought me back to, to a pretty decent... Uh, stature before going back to uh duty after being gone for like over a month because i wasn't doing any workouts while i was gone and i was like oh man i have a pt test coming up after this i really need to start working out and getting in shape and that's what helped me out there and that was probably me at at my best because that's when i hit my best pt test yeah so he does do that in the the video too, so
1: Yeah, we were going to plug that, you know, but but Chris took too long. <laughs> Chris Van but, Fleet beat uh, him to it.
0: We do have some things in the works, by the way. We we have ran a little long today, almost 2 hours. It's a good Ridiculous. show though. So we went uh an hour and 40 almost here. 37 right now, but uh What was I going to go on to say oh yeah we got some things in the works we want to start doing videos eventually Uh, we'll we'll do small videos Uh, we'll start probably videoing us doing the podcast but also have videos separate as like little news snippets or whatever have you little reviews here and there whatever Um, it's going to be coming soon so everybody stay tuned I appreciate y'all for sticking with us and listening to us And uh, we got some requests we still need to take care of. What else we got? Oh, yeah, we want to start doing little competitions, too. Uh, We'll do predictions maybe for, like, a card or something and uh, put stuff on the line. Maybe have to...
1: What did you say you had to... Well, I said that, you know, I need to lose some weight, so if I were to go ahead and... uh...
0: Do the workout video. Yeah, do with the
1: me. do the workout video with Triple H and LA Night and Chris. You know, yeah. get in shape. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm gonna do it regardless. Yeah. but that'd be more motivation, you know, for yeah, you. Yeah, we'll as do well.
0: we'll we'll do that. Uh, we'll see. That'll be his punishment. Maybe mine will be my hair. Yeah, Who sees? Chris, Chris Who has knows? Been a,
1: a hippie for like seven years now. <laughs>
0: I haven't cut it since uh, I left the military. So we'll see what happens. We'll. We're gonna spitball some ideas. We're gonna keep on trying to throw out content th- out there for y'all. I would like to get it out more often. I do want to to make some of these, uh, weekly shows shorter and have a standalone for for certain things when like big events come up, say Slammiversary, SummerSlam, things like that. So we could just go down the card in in better detail rather than trying to run through it because we have so many stories to yeah. cover. So, eventually, stay tuned for that. We're going to try and get that out there. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you all. Thanks to the new listeners. If anybody stuck around for this one, uh, I, I appreciate it. We will be starting Mondays now. Yep. Mondays will be the new day that you get the new podcast. That way, you can hear it throughout the week. Uh, we'll try and be thorough on most of our stuff, but like we said, sometimes things don't make, make the cut. Like, uh, Gex was almost not even going to make the cut. We just brought that up. A lot of stuff didn't, didn't make the cut. So it's unfortunate, but if you like it and you want to hear more of it, um, I'm thinking of eventually starting a Patreon or something. We'll do, you know, exclusive content for those who, who pay for it who can't get enough of us yep and can't get
1: enough of your podcast baby <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh but uh we'll see what happens and uh we're gonna continue to throw out this content we're just gonna gonna try and throw out as much as we can for you guys that way you know y'all can get everything because we'd like to cover more it's just the fact that we don't have as much time as you can see, we're already hitting 140, an hour and 40 minutes right now. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, as you all know, you could still catch us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, CastBox. Did I say Apple? No, you okay. did not. Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music at CP Sports. That is the name on the, on the page. So it's just C-P, capital C, capital P, sports. No periods, no dots, no nothing. Capital C, capital P, sports. So thank you for all listening to the first episode and the beginning of a new for C-P sports. I'm Chris. I'm Pat. Have a good one, everybody.